Welcome back to the Fit CFO Show. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and together with my husband, Sean, we created this podcast as a way to help you reach your business's financial goals. We will break down common financial myths and mistakes in business and share with you the tools and knowledge to take your business to the next level. Our hope is that you'll become financially equipped for success in your business and in turn help our mission to make this world a healthier place. If you get valuable information out of this podcast, we just ask that you please share it with your audience and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and help health and fitness businesses succeed. Today on the show, I am happy to welcome Amy and Justin Vetters, power couple and multi-business owners. This past season, Amy earned her IFBB Pro Card and was coached by none other than her husband, Justin. Do you think you could not only work with, but also be coached by your husband? Well, that's exactly what they did and to the highest degree. Today, we're going to discover just how Amy and Justin were able to achieve pro status, both as athletes and in business. This is the Fit CFO Show. All right. Awesome. Well, by the way, this is Justin, my husband, business partner, coach. I love it. It was so funny. I just did a poll on my Facebook page about who could work with their spouse. And then I found out that you guys work together. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I'm going to ask that question. How was it at first? I I don't think we really know any different yeah. with each other, to be honest. I, don't, I mean, you can weigh in too, but I think <laughs> we just naturally and organically fit. Like we just know what we want for our life. And we just decided, yep. okay, here's the things that we want to do. And we're just going to do it together. So, yeah, I, I think one once we realized how aligned we were in like the things that we wanted out of life in general. Um, and we started to kind of realize her strong suits or things that I'm naturally not super great at and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Um, it really, once we kind of started to see that it was like, okay, this kind of seems like a no brainer that not only, does this work well on the personal level, but this is probably going to work really well on like the business level too. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Cause my husband and I are the same way. We started fit CFO together and have completely two different roles. So I do sales and marketing all like the front facing kind of stuff. And he's such an analytical under the hood, like financial nerd really. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really cool to watch. It's a, I think it's a rare thing for yeah. couples to have. Would yeah, agree? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Some of the comments on my thing are hilarious. I'm just cracking up. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, tell me about, um, I always so curious about everybody's journey and how they got even got into this health and fitness space. For, yeah, I think for me and maybe like many, I think you get to a point like where you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I was active all my life growing up, you know, like from a little tot to all the way through college. And I just like totally stopped cold Turkey because mm -hmm. you know, what you're supposed to do is put your head down, do the nine to five and make something of yourself, climb that corporate ladder. And I did that for like 15, 16 years. Yeah knowing at some point that I needed to like get back to my roots, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I actually knew that for a long time. I think I discovered it at some point and I was like, Oh, where have you been? Yeah. You know what I mean, the yeah. better of you. And so I got sick and tired of like feeling in pain, sitting at a desk and, you know, knowing that I wanted to own my own something, not knowing what that might look like. 
you know, I, I don't know. I just felt a source of something was missing, not lining yeah. up. And so yeah. when this one came into my world, you know, that's when we just changed and I left my corporate job and we started, you know, working together. But just before that I had done my first show and oh, I, was wow. like, I want to impact lives because this is changing mine. You know? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I love that. So cool. Justin, have you always been in the health and fitness space? No, I had a, a career office nine to five too. I actually yeah. come from a, a tech background originally okay. like the the be- the easiest way to describe it is when you get on your phone and you say find a coffee shop and then mm-hmm. take me there and it does the little navigation thing I was I was doing that um, okay years ago and very much like Amy and a lot of other people my my lifestyle wasn't very fulfilling yeah. Um, on paper, I had a fantastic job. You know, it paid well. I had great benefits. I didn't, I wasn't like micromanaged or anything like that, but I wasn't still fulfilling. Like I woke up every day dreading opening my laptop and reporting in. Right. <laughs> or like Sunday night. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow's the work day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but working, being sedentary, not eating yeah. very well, all this, you know, all the same kinds yeah. of things. Uh, I just said, you know what? I got to make a change switched jobs at one point, learned how to eat a little bit here and there. Um, and then over the next several years, transitioned fully into health and fitness, being a coach, starting a, a fitness-based business and doing the whole thing. Very cool. And then did you guys kind of meet around that time or did you guys like help each other make this decision of leaving the corporate space and going in together? Or like, how did that whole thing work out? He had already been competing and working, you know, as a, I mean, owning a coaching company at working as a coach, you know, by the time I walked into Tokyo Joe's for a meetup group in like December of 2017 or 18, 2017, I was like, I don't know anyone. And is this like the MPC like thing? <laughs> so um, he was sitting at the table along with a handful of other people and I knew nobody and I was a rookie and I was really shy <laughs> and we met then, but we didn't talk for like six, seven, eight months or something until I had my actual first show and I saw him at my show and I just went up and said hi because I remembered his face. He thought I was interested in him and I was like, I just wanted to say hi because I knew your face and then he was persistent <laughs> and we linked elbows and then, wow, you know, here we are. Now we just do everything together. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, your stories honestly remind me of, of our situation. We've been married for a bajillion years and have three kids and that whole thing, but you know, we've both been in the corporate finance world forever. And it's one of those things you just, you kind of grind it out and grind it out. And then you wake up one day and you're like, what the hell am I doing? What the hell am I doing with my life? You know? And, yeah. and then like you decide to make this huge change and everybody from the outside looking in, is like, what are you doing? You're leaving this amazing career. Cause I built an insurance agency from the ground up and grew it into one of the largest of its kind in our state. And, and I sold it to do health and fitness full time, you know? And it was one of those things where people are like, what in the world? Right. Are you insane? Why would you do that? And 
getting into the health and fitness space, we realized how much need there was for health and fitness entrepreneurs to really understand business and especially the financial side of their business. Mm -hmm. So that's when Fit CFO was developed. And now we both go in it together and it's just been absolutely amazing ever since. So super cool. Well, I think you, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I don't know, something you said sparked a a moment for me that I don't know if I'll ever forget. And I guess I just hope I don't forget it because it was a cool moment. But um, I was working in that corporate space. And when we decided, hey, in addition to like coaching, you know, well, coaching kind of came later for me. But in addition to that, we own a tanning salon in northern Colorado. And so when we when the tanning salon fell in our lap and we were like, okay, do we want to do this? Is like that the thing that we, that I wanted to own that we wanted to, is this it? Should we like, we don't know about tanning other than yeah. like, we like to be tan. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> cool. but we didn't know anything about the industry. You know, we're like, okay, so do we do this? And we agreed. And I went into my job and I told my boss, you know, I'd love to give you a two weeks notice. Cause I feel like that's the right thing to do, but I can't because I'm buying a tanning salon. And I start <laughs> owning a business in a week. I, I have to be there because I'll be the owner. And she just looked at me like, what? Like, who does that? Like, who, are you insane? Who buys a tanning yeah. salon? Like, that's the most random thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's just a cool moment because I'm like, oh, yeah, I know nothing. But we're just here we go. We're going to spread wings and then jump. We're going to just figure it out. Yeah. You're going to build that plane while you're flying it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So that's what we did. Did that open up a whole bunch of doors then as far as coaching or when did you decide to start your nutrition coaching company? It was within a few months or so after we, you know, took ownership of the salon, he was already involved. Like I said, but for me, I knew that's what I was wanting to do. I just needed time to leave the job and start learning about the business we had just bought and then like jump into it. So it was within six months or so. Um, after that, and we've owned this salon, you know, for a handful of years now. So it's all kind of lining up together and just, here you go all at once. Yeah. Life changing. And now you, yeah, obviously you're not looking back. I love it. So (laughs) you have obviously recently just gotten your pro card. I was at the Colorado show where you won first place and then went on to nationals, which is amazing. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. I know what a huge accomplishment that is in the NPC world. So good for you. Um, How has it been running businesses while being in that, you know, super obviously deep prep and trying to keep it all together, trying to be, you know, I think we all are careful with our mindset as competitors, especially mature competitors. I think at first you just like to almost brag about it and, and, you know, and people truly don't care if you're hungry or tired or whatever. And then you finally learn that people really don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or if they can't relate, then it's right. Yeah. They're like, well, why are you doing this? And we're going to complain about it. So, um, but tell me about that experience with you and, you know, your careers, your businesses while obtaining this personal goal. It's definitely challenging. Um, but I can't take and nor can we take individual credit for that because we have had a tremendous amount of help along the way. Like this is not something that we could just do solo, you know, at the salon, we have a team of girls that hold it down. Um, and with, you know, the coaching business, it's him and I, um, as coaches 
slash owners for the company, you know, at some point that may change. But I think communicating anything and everything to our clients about here's what we're doing, here's when we're doing it, you know, we're if I'm late on this day to get back to you when I normally would, then I'm going to circle back to you on this day. Like careful planning, careful communication that has to be in the forefront and letting them know. But I think I feel of myself that I'm a very supportive coach. And yeah. so it was really cool to have that reciprocated with, yep. you know, if, if not all, then the majority of my clients, our clients, you know, like they thought it was a really cool, fun thing. And they were just all kind of a part of the journey, but for the Rocky, for our local show that we were at together, I also had six or seven girls that I coached and he had uh, one of his competitors there too, in addition to me. So you know, we were all on that ride together. So we yeah. were supporting each other in a sense. So to create that community, yeah. like certainly helped like people to watch the house and the dogs while we go travel for a month, you know, to do this crazy ride, you know, yeah. like it was yeah. a challenge, but I think communication and planning, like we're the saving grace, you know, yeah. and the support. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, first of all, I mean, well said as an entrepreneur, I think we always have to give credit to our teams and those that, you know, are around us. But I also think that, you know, we, we receive the energy that we give too. And I think that is obviously a testament to the energy that you're putting out. Um, and so I think that's amazing. And then how I I'm curious, did you, Justin help coach Amy during her prep or what's your role on that? Yeah. So I, I am additionally in, on top of being the husband and the business partner. I am her coach. Um, yeah. We get asked questions about that a lot. Like, is that really difficult to do? I think in a traditional setting, yes, it would be very difficult to do. Uh, but because we are also business partners and we're husband and wife, we have this almost, it, it's an unusual level of, transparency with each other and the ability to explore maybe difficult conversations but in a in a safe place where we also understand the context right like when she was on prep you know the the husband the part that cares is very empathetic i understand you're tired i understand that you're hungry i know you don't feel very good <laughs> but then you have to put the coach hat back on and say but I still need you to do your cardio. I yep. still need you to stay out of the peanut butter. I still need you <laughs> to do these things. I love it. We have, stay out of the peanut butter. Because <laughs> we have goals to hit, right? Like, That's like almost the title of this podcast. Stay out of the peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> so no. I love it. Seriously, I'm like, but that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a challenge. <laughs> I love that though, because, you know, the empathy of a husband, but also, um, you know, and my husband can be a testament to this too, but you're, you know, if you're a husband who truly cares, you truly know, like the emotion that she's in at that moment of weakness versus yeah. what she truly wants for her overall goal. And you being a support system to support yeah. that overall goal versus that initial emotion. Well, and for him, he's very, I think we together are very good and maybe this is unique or maybe not, but we're very good at saying, okay, I'm going to put on the spouse hat. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that off. Now I'm going to put on your friend hat. Now I'm going to put on your, your coach or business partner hat. Like 
it can be a challenge. We have to be like long pause, silence. Let me process and let me take this one off and put this one on. We're very good at that uh, with each other. Um, but I mean, Justin, I, it's weird for me to call him Justin. I should just call him Jay. Yeah. Um, the letter J. So Jay is also um, an IFBB pro. Uh-huh. And so he's been through that journey. So he like understands it yeah. firsthand, really which makes a huge difference. Had he just not been a competitor, he would only understand to a certain degree. You, you know? know, I do agree with that. I do think because my husband and I are both competitors and I think that is so helpful. Like he understands our level of crazy, right? You know, I mean, yeah. there's just a different level there that <laughs> that if you haven't gone through it, you don't totally, totally get it. Right. Yeah. Well, and you you made a good point a minute ago as well, where it's like, as a spouse, you also want to truly see your significant other, like reach the things that they set out to do. Yeah. And that's just, uh, I don't know if, if that's a, a personal preference thing, if that's a a behavior thing that's just ingrained in some people, but a lot of, a lot of times, you know, especially with our clients, I will hear, Oh, well, when I get a little bit hungry, my husband or wife, they just want to like feed me all the things and they encourage me to eat off of my yeah. plan and do all this stuff. Cause I'm hungry and they, they care about me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, understand a thousand percent. We're just wired a little differently. I want to see Amy succeed at the highest level Right. And I understand that. And what do you think that difference? Cause my husband is a lot like you, Justin. I mean, he, like, he knows when I'm at my moment of weakness and he's like, I hear you and I sympathize with you, but get your ass on the treadmill. Right. Like, like, here's your goal. But see, that's love and that's support. That's like, let's freaking go get it instead of let me just comfort you. Let me comfort. That's not going so to get what you, is you your, What is your response? To, I'm just curious, like as a coach, what is your response to that client who doesn't necessarily have that same support system at home? Mm. Uh, well, I will typically tell people, I will, I will try to frame the two perspectives as a juxtaposition form. I will say, okay, the automatic programmed response from the significant other is, you're tired. I go take a nap. Don't do your cardio. You're hungry. Sure. Eat. But let's go have pizza. Let's like let's make the sensation better. Um, and I will frame it to them and say, sometimes love can mean I want to see you hit this goal for yourself because I know that if you don't, you're not going to feel good about that. So I want to help you exchange that short-term satisfaction for a yeah. bigger thing down the road. I'm trying to delay the gratification and help you get there um, so that you get to this big goal that you set out that I know you're going to feel a lot better about when you get there than you are about this pizza right now. Yeah. Yeah. Expressing long-term goals versus short-term gratification. And that's hard to to comprehend. I think sometimes when you don't have like a goal, like a competition day of some sort. Right. Yeah, well, and I, and not every client is the same and has that situation come up, you know, but yeah. I think when I've experienced that with my clients, I, I try to prep them for that on the front end. Sure. But if I don't know what's going on and we talk about it as it happens, but huge. Yeah. Just kind of like, here's some of the things you can expect while we're on prep or after yeah. and reverse and all that. Like if you don't have a solid support system that understands, here are some of the things you might run into and tell them that the best way to support me is don't let me deviate from this goal. Like, just don't, that will be the biggest support. Even when I want to, 
even if you don't know what that feels like for a first timer, you're going to cross that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, but once they, it's hard. Food, food is the hard part. Food is the hardest part because it's constant. Like it's not that hard to go in to the gym for a couple hours a day. I mean, that's checked the box. It's done. It's over. But then the whole rest of the time foods and, you know, at your fingertips constantly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to sit and be hungry because we're not used to that. Right. We're not, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm just going to go to the fridge. I'm going to have a snack. I'm going to door dash something. I'm going to whatever. We're yes. not used to sitting in that hunger. So That's a whole different challenge. Yeah. I, I told him, I said, just because I'm your wife, I don't want you to take it easy on me. In fact, don't make it, I mean, like make it harder on me because yeah. here's the level that I want to be performing at. Yeah. So kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the maturity level of an athlete too. I mean, or, I mean, you are obviously a unicorn as well, but <laughs> the maturity level of a unicorn of, of an, of a mature athlete, I think is different than somebody that's like, Oh, I want to. I want to see what it's like to step on stage, you know, and then they cross that bucket list off of their checklist for, you know, their lifetime and then they're good yeah. versus somebody that truly wants to be a pro because no they are passionate. I'm in it. Yeah. yeah. What are your plans? I mean, I'm so curious because obviously a competitor myself, I'm just so curious about the whole process. I love that you're a master's athlete as well. I'm 39, going to be 40 in May. In fact, I'm, I'm taking a different trajectory this season. I'm running a marathon for my 40th to celebrate hey, there and, you then go. and then I'll step in season. Um, I would 100% fail that I'm not <laughs> running anywhere ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's like people that love to run and people that are like, no, I ain't running. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So what are um, your intentions or your plans going forward? I, the, so I have in all of the shows that I've competed in, I have done well, which is, I'm proud of that. Um, but I know that I excel most in that master's category if you will yeah. so I think that's my niche right that's where yeah. I seem to do the best um when I won my pro card I even still weird to say that I guess but when I did you know <laughs> I had competed at Masters USA's in the 35 plus and 40 plus and where I won my pro was taking the overall in the 40 plus category and so that's always where I have done the best you know so I think with like, do we, do we say it? Like what it's an application process that, so the master's Olympia is back and it hasn't been here for well over a decade. So oh my God. I literally just got goosebumps when you said that. So <laughs> there's Olympia, but then there's master's Olympia and yeah. this year. So for 2023, it's, it's returning and it will be in Romania, but it is, like I said, oh, an application oh process. Gosh. Wow. So I am considering applying uh, the deadline is, you know, is April, early April, and then they will announce who is, you know, selected, I guess, towards the middle or end of April. So, well, you'll have to let it, me know because this podcast is going to air April 21st. So, oh, well, it would be, I think, just I'll a put few, a little side note in there. <laughs> it would be a few days. I think, I think I remember saying it would be like April 24th that it would be the, you know, this. I guess application applicants would be selected. So just a few days after that, but 
Um, so between now and end of middle of March, I'm considering applying, but um, we'll see how that goes. But that would be dope because it would be in Romania. Right. Like how often <laughs> do you get the opportunity to go to Romania? <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I wish you best of luck with that. And when Thank is you. it? Uh, I think it's in August, um, middle of August, right? Yeah, it's in August. I don't remember the exact yeah, date. It's cool. in August. Awesome. Well, I will definitely be watching your journey on that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about every time I put out a podcast, I want to make sure that I leave our audience with some kind of, you know, tidbits that they can maybe take with them, maybe even some actionable items, but um, I was kind of bumming around on your website and I noticed that you, um, you know, you have additional streams of revenue, whether that is, um, you know, you have some clothing on there, which I think is super cool with your guys's logo. Talk to me as business owners, as this being your full-time thing, do you guys, um, obviously coaching is your main thing, but, and you have the tanning salon as well, um, which, you know, with that comes, uh, payroll and overhead and that kind of stuff. Talk to me about like additional income streams. What, are some of the best um, resources that you have found as business owners um, to really kind of help you guys out as far as picking up the slack in other areas? Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I, I feel your brain turning. You yeah. Think? Well, and that's a really good question. Um, the, the fitness coaching space, I think, is going through this interesting genesis, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of transition, I think, going on in the industry. And when it comes to being a coach and making the most of that, whether it's additional income streams or just having that primary income channel, um, one thing that I always like to share with people is that, that level of personal branding, so to speak, yeah. um, people want coaching but they're they're buying the coach they want the yeah. person right they want the brand that's associated with that and so to your point you know we tried to get creative with ways that could help spread our brand and help spread the values of the brand and also you know we do like the team posing suits and the team weightlifting belts that have people's names put on them specific for them a yeah. way to create more of a team vibe in what's normally a very individualized sport. Yep. And so, you know, those, those were some small ways that we could, we could do that. Right. Right. Yeah. And then what an amazing, like built-in referral source too. Cause I don't know about you guys, but some of our best clientele have come from our referral sources because they 100%. already know, like, and trust us. And they know, like, and trust our referral source. So, of course, they're going to automatically have that give back and forth. Right. 100%. The majority, I feel, of our business at this point from the coaching perspective is is referral-based. Yeah. So, the better we take care of our current clients, the more of those referrals will grow. And then, obviously, the more humans that we can impact. You know, yeah. And then the less support. you have to spend on marketing and ads and et cetera. Our overhead is fairly low. Um, yeah, for the coaching business, it's very low. I mean, you're, it's very, very, very low. Because right now, it's just the two of us. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we're working on expanding, building our team, things like that, but we're doing the, the prerequisite steps to kind of put those pieces in place, right. And build out some infrastructure in the business. But right now, yeah, our overhead is super low. Um, and we've yep. been operating primarily on referrals, you know, to your point, Amanda, that referral is, is almost it's worth its weight in gold, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, I went for over a year without making an outward offer yeah. of like, Hey, I'm taking clients. I went for over a year without having to make a post like that and was still continuing to gain right. clients. Well, and you're conditioning your audience too. I mean, by the time you even needed to make an offer, they were like already waiting for it, you know? Yeah. And so you, and when it's that infrequent, yeah. I mean, it was direct, right? It was an Instagram about, Hey, I'm looking for 10 folks. They fit this criteria. If you're not that sorry, you're not maybe who I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. And when it, when it finally came out, it got, it got a good bit of, uh, it got a good bit of interaction. So it yeah. did for both of us, but I think something that, you know, just from like a, that business mindset, and this yep. is something that we align on as well together is that if you like, we just don't believe in always slapping a deal or a promotion on oh, something, you know, on especially your because, services. I mean, it, it, in a sense, it kind of devalues what yeah, we waters think it down. Yeah. you know, I guess our worth from a coaching perspective, you know what I mean? And, and we know what our worth is and we should, you know, every coach should, because they should feel confident in what they're doing um, yep. to help others. But I think there's a time and a place for a promotion, you know, such an offer, but I think it's the service and how you provide that service yep. that ultimately like is the thing that we should all be focusing on. Like, well, and if you're always, if you're always someone. offering a deal, people are just going to wait for that deal. You know, oh, I'll just wait till next Got time it. when they have a discount. Right. And then there's no urgency. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You got to create, um, really create that experience for people. And like you said, building your audience, building your brand, building your community, then by the time you do want to ask or need to ask like your audience is ready. Yep. Yep. You got it. Because it's rare that we will do that. So yeah. Yep. You're not constantly watering down the ask. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I like love you're an entrepreneur it. brain or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I just love this industry so much. That's why we love working with, you know, and, and we're not a typical accounting firm. I mean, we're we're in it. If you watched my husband and I, we're always working out, we're always training. Yep. We're, cool. We're in it. So we absolutely love it. Well, I so appreciate your guys' time. I know you're busy. They're in a car right now sitting here because <laughs> they're traveling. So they're in a car on this podcast. And I love that they took the time to still do this. I think that's also the mindset and mentality of a high achiever. Um, somebody that is a real go-getter is you're going to do it no matter what, right? Like you're in a car traveling right now. You easily could have said, Amanda, we got to reschedule this podcast. It's not going to work but you've done it. And so I appreciate that. That truly shows what kind of people you guys are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did I want for sure? I have this like perfect image of, cause I, he calls it my office. I have an office and oh, I call I it my she office, but now it's dubbed the office. <laughs> so right, I, I had my office <laughs> in mind with these shells and, you know, you can see the trophies and the TR on all proud. And we're I like, okay, it. we're going to do this in the car. Maybe yeah. less sexy, but that's fine. I love it. I kind of have one of those too. I have my wall of my, all my photos and medals and stuff too. So I love it. That's it. But so the cool. show up 
is the more important, right? Yep, 100%. Well, feel free to send me a video of your shawfis. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I will post it on my story. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll like crop it into the background, right? Yeah, there you what go. Have been? <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, it was so nice to talk to you guys today. I appreciate your time. And like I said, this will be up at the, you know, middle-ish of April and we'll be sure to tag you guys and everything and everything that we do. So. All right. That sounds like a plan. All right. All right. Thank you for your time Thanks, too. Amanda. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help other health and fitness entrepreneurs out there succeed in business. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.